0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, another podcast of the Black Dog Confessional. Weren't we just here? Oh, we were. We were. We were doing podcast 17 before. This is now podcast 18. Oh, look at you. You can count without
1: your shoes off. Uh, <laughs> you okay. know, you're lucky because I would have need my toes. Really you know. impressed.
0: Uh, today, we have uh, Leonard Jones with us. Uh, Leonard does uh, his own uh, video blog called uh, Through My Eyes with Leonard Jones. And uh, we wanted to bring him on today and kind of do like a little collab. Um, Chris. Collab. Uh, Collab collaboration, that's collaboration. A, I didn't yeah. want to go too big of a word for you It's Sunday you haven't shaved It's a collaboration though <laughs> Again you're using words you just <sighs> This is why Bro. I keep Chris around What do you think of uh, Well we won't a, go into Chris's hair again um, So anyway we have Leonard here with us Yep, uh, <laughs> yep. yep, yep. And that's pretty much Leonard's yep. <laughs> contribution today. Uh, we're good to go uh, Thank you all for joining us um, So Leonard you do a vlog Why did you start doing a vlog
2: Well, the reason being is um, every day at work I run into citizens and um, I watch interactions between other officers and deputies and citizens. And I just felt like citizens were uninformed as to what's going on and why things are happening to them. So I felt i do this to try to explain some of the situations so they can kind of understand what's going on rather than being in the dark and just being told what to do and what not to do. Gotcha. So how long ago did you start doing this? Uh, This is brand new. I'm going on my fifth week now so gotcha um you do what two a week uh, one a week right now one a week right now yep um <clears throat> do
1: you have a schedule of stuff you want to talk about or just whatever pops in whatever you what, see and you
2: whatever pops up um i have some things that i think about that i think people may want to know but then when i'm at work if i run across a situation and i feel like hey that's a good topic people may want to know about that then i'll use that that's kind of how I've been working it.
1: I think one of the things I'm most impressed about is the amount of suits you have to be able to do this <laughs> and your awesome green screen work behind it. It's, it's <laughs> good stuff. Did you, you set that up in your house? I did. Wife was okay with that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I got my own little man cave, so I got everything set up right there. So it doesn't so disturb went put a, anything. you wouldn't a
0: green screen <laughs> <laughs> You know what cracks me up is like, you know, we have the office, which will be a baby room soon enough, but, you know, Every time I get an Amazon package, I like scurry to the back room real quick, and Ray's like, "What's in that box?" You know, I'm like, "Nothing, just stuff for."
1: You yeah, know? but that's because it could be some
0: ridiculous thing
1: you bought that you'll never use again. <laughs> throwing <laughs> knives, kayaks, paddle boards. <laughs> this dumbass told me the other day. He goes, "I want to start. I want to start throwing axes. I think I think I'll be <laughs> good at that." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I want to <laughs> see that. Make sure you send me a video of that. <laughs> no, I, yeah, totally, I don't want to be there when <laughs> it happens. Just, we have to go to that, uh, no, that backyard place. I'm not and going and there with
0: you. Blackyard, backyard backyard games. You'll go with me, Jesse. No. Jesse wants to go with I mean, me. I will go but I want to be
1: put on your life insurance
0: with Maria <laughs> as <a> beneficiary yeah <laughs> I can throw a mean axe more than I could throw a mean have axe have you ever thrown an axe I actually have thrown an axe I actually do better with axes than I do with knives mm. <laughs> knives I just it's yeah it's not pretty it's not pretty at all so um, when you're doing this stuff uh, Leonard you obviously decided you want to take a leadership role right uh, what inspired you to take that leadership role
2: well, I mean, I, I don't know anybody else is doing it, you know, so I felt like, hey, why not me? Um, I'm the one that got my feet on the ground, I know what's going on, I know the situations and the stories that I encounter, and who better to put it out there but me.
0: Gotcha, and uh, you obviously take a, a business approach. Um, you Like Chris said, you do have a, a plethora, I'm gonna use a big word for Chris, a plethora <laughs> of <laughs> lovely suits today.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you very much, you know, I try to look good. Somebody um, watched the three amigos. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that's from? for? Yeah, like, you say I have a plethora <laughs> of balloons? <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, I do have a, I have a, a pretty nice wardrobe, you know, not to brag or anything like that, but I just like to look good. Um, the reason I chose that type of setting was because I just I wanted to do it on my own, if you will. You know, I d I don't have any backing or anything like that. You know, I'm not representing anybody or anything. It's just me, my views from what I see to put it out there. So that's why I wore civilian clothes. I chose that type of attire to look more professional and that's just the way that I am. So I felt like that'd be my own twist to it.
0: Well, just so you know, that is Chris's nicest shirt in his closet. Really?
2: <laughs> yeah. Did you press it? Yeah, no,
0: no. <laughs> he took it out of the dryer. It in the laundry basket. <laughs> yeah, it was in the laundry basket. <laughs> but I'm kind of excited because his hat actually matches his shirt today, oh. which is, is that, and, and your sandals, oh my gosh. Is it supposed to be? that? color your coordinated. To,
1: Why is your hat supposed to match his shirt?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I was just saying, I was giving you credit for color coordination. Uh, I like the coordinate too, though. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah you, you yes, like, I like the coordinate. You too, dress better though. than I do. I think yeah. we've established that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you go decide to take this leadership role. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you said you're a one man army right now. You're right. kind of doing this on your own. Right. Um, leadership is obviously uh, something Chris and I love to talk about. The best part about leadership is everybody has their own interpretation of leadership, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what it means, how it works, how it coordinates. Um, and, you know, Chris and I, we have good di- discussions on, on leadership all the time because Chris and I have different viewpoints. Right. And that's the only way to be a better leader is to kind of listen to everybody else's viewpoint and kind of see how things go. Mm-hmm. But, but Chris- one of the better ways, you still have to. Do it. I mean, you can yeah, read every yeah, book yeah, yeah. and you can talk any right. way you want,
1: but right. yeah, absolutely. Today. Hey, get when you talk. Get, just yeah, the, get the, right here. The, yeah, that, there you go. All right, can A you do that bit. again?
2: A little bit better. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that was it. You say Leonard B. Bear. No, says that a little bit. Better. Oh, I thought you were dropping a rhyme on us. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, that was back in the day. That oh, I know, I know. That I have this ED at oh. oh, you still got it? Oh, I still got it. Oh, <laughs> no, I do, man. <laughs> yeah, there's a few floating around. <laughs> oh man, I don't know about it. can we even play that on here? I mean, oh. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, it's just, good. Yeah. I just,
1: yeah, you'll have to put. I think you got to put an E on there. There's. I don't no, know, no, 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 it, it, was, was, no, it
2: was, it it's was a Will was Smith straight, rap album, it right? It was something like that.
0: It was that. a Will yeah. Smith yeah. rap yeah. Album. Yeah. I could totally <laughs> picture you in like an LL Cool J attire from 1994. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you like a Kangol <laughs> <can go-goer. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Oh, man.
1: Anyway, so you're talking about leadership.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody has different theories. We've talked about it. You know, uh, there's a, an author named Goldman who writes, there's six different styles of leadership, but none of them are perfect, mm-hmm. you know? And everyone has, has to be adapted to different people. Yeah. Um, Obviously when you decided to take on this role you did it for a reason, right? Uh,
2: What was your mentality? The reason being is actually it was it's always been kind of floating around my head about doing something like this But I didn't have any type of uh, idea how I was going to do it or anything like that. But There was one situation that um, Took place where I responded to a call um, as a backup unit and I was just watching how the interaction between the deputy and the citizens was and of course there was nothing wrong that took place however the the citizen was they didn't like what was going on and didn't understand what was going on and i felt like you know what instead of just us telling people and and, and making people do things by being law enforcement officers how about we kind of educate them so they'll know what's going on and know why things are going on so maybe they won't be so resistant when they interact with us and that's why i chose to do it this way
0: gotcha yeah i mean like i said i, I you do what, what
2: how what is the length of your vlog I try to keep it under five minutes. Um, I don't want people to look at the time limit and be like, oh, man, I'm not going to sit down here for 10 minutes and listen to him talk or anything like that. So I try to keep it under five minutes so that way it'll be just enough time where people could say, oh, I'll sit here for three or four minutes and watch what he has to say again. I feel like that's a comfortable time for right now maybe I'll make it longer but right now that's all I got
1: I think you're right I mean when you're when you're putting up videos like that on, on Facebook or, or are, you, are you doing them to YouTube yet or just Facebook
2: yeah no Facebook Instagram and YouTube yeah
1: I think that's the, the time you need to just grab someone's attention right get your message because it's it's so click easy now like you're saying with the time right so we'll go all right I'm seven minutes in this uh, I'm gonna go watch boat fails. Right. You know yeah. whatever pops yeah. up on the little side. Because
2: yeah. yeah. I know whenever I go on there and I see videos and I look at the time limit, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to spend this amount of time watching right. this. so I'm gonna pass it. So I make it easier for people. Yeah. yeah. What is it called? Uh, bathroom footage. Yeah. Yeah. What, bathroom bathroom footage. footage. Yeah. You know, like people are <laughs> like,
0: oh, I got five minutes. You know, like, I'll yep. uh, oh, tune in right now. You know, <laughs> uh, but 30 minutes, no way. I'll go numb. You know, we have to get up and keep going. You know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. automatic bathroom lights turn on. Yeah. T- oh no. You know. <laughs> Darn, again. Um, But, you know, taking on that role of leadership, uh, I mean, it's important. We we talk about it all the time. There's lots of uh, two-second videos that people use. They'll they'll narrow it down to a a 10-second clip, which was a a total story of 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. But this was what was newsworthy or this was the hook, you know. Um, But that may not be the whole picture. Right. Um, You know. Uh, taking a role in the community and being able to uh, have those type of conversations, uh, it really does open up minds. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we've talked before, you have goals of doing this on a bigger scale eventually. Right. Um, What what would be your overall goal?
2: Um, Fox News. (laughs) 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 Oh man, something like that, you know, something on that type of scale, if I can get that um, big or whatnot. But really right now, all I'm really focused on is trying to, grasp the attention of as many people as I possibly can, to try to educate them on certain situations. And the goal behind that is to, uh, first off, law enforcement is not going anywhere. Right. Citizens are not going anywhere. We're all going to be here. So we need to find a way to work together instead of fighting against each other and and making it worse. Of course, it's going to happen, but if we can minimize that, that's what my goal is to try to help people and not just citizens, but also law enforcement officers too. Because there's some things that happens to, to people out there that's that's not right, that needs to be addressed. And this also gives people a voice because some of the followers that I have are law enforcement officers. So when people raise concerns, those law enforcement officers can see those concerns and read about them and hear what it is that other people are saying and interact as well. So that way it resonates through a whole bunch of people and not just me. And then hopefully we could just continue that spiral going and going and reach as many people as possible. So that way we can try to bridge this gap. Yeah. I'm big on
0: transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, for years and years and years, uh, the law enforcement community was very, very tight. Yeah. Um, as far as releasing information and how it went. And, uh, now, I mean, you see how things are, I mean, they use social media left and right. right. Um, constantly, uh, pushing through that aspect of transparency to say, Hey, here's not the, the two second clip. Here's mm-hmm. the five minute video. If you mm-hmm. want to go watch the whole thing. Right. Uh, who was it? They just released a video from another uh, up North that, um, as soon as it happened, they the, the video was released. Uh, it was body cam video that got released like almost instantaneously. Uh, and it, their goal was to say, hey, look, we want to give you the whole picture now. We're given transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're trying to prevent riots, whatever. They're trying to prevent an uprising or, or, or something that would cause more damage to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm very pro that. I, I'm a big supporter of transparency. I think not only does transparency help um, the community from just the standpoint of, of of interaction with interacting with law enforcement but from the aspect of uh budgetary needs and uh you how how the the county is growing you mm-hmm. know um the bigger the county grows the more need you know right. whether it's any type of public service um firefighters uh law enforcement um and you pick it you name it um, you know, and, and that concept of leadership has to be taken from somebody at some point. I, you know, I, I respect the fact that, you know, you're, you're putting yourself out there. Right. Um, because legitimately you are, especially yeah. when you get into topics like this. Right. Um, you
2: definitely put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing about that is I wasn't afraid of doing that. You know, I mean, I know the cost that comes with it. Right. And I'm very careful and cautious how I approach this situation. You know, I got to have. One one foot on this side of the line, the other foot on that side of the line. Trying to speak sides for both, you know. Trying to give people a voice, and also not trying to um, take away from my brothers and sisters, you know, that wear a badge to try to do the job that we're doing. But there are situations out there where both sides need to understand each other, and what I'm trying to do is just trying to provide a platform for that to happen you know um like i said for people to voice their opinions you know somebody got to have a voice for the people because if not no one's going to hear them you know i mean there's leaders out there but that's only when big things happen you Mm -hmm. know whenever there's a big situation to take place yeah it's national news it's all over the radio it's all over the tvs but when everyday instances happen everyday situations happen that affects the people and that right there is what causes people to develop their thoughts about us absolutely so if i can attack that right there when something big happens then people won't be so judgmental you know people will try to see it from different sides no absolutely uh you know we,
0: we can look, we can take any different topic we could talk about you know politics we could talk about law enforcement the it, the big thing is having people that are willing to communicate right you know it, it's not about yelling it's not about fighting right. it's about communicating right um when i teach i tell everybody hey i have one rule in my class you can't get butt hurt Everybody has the right to an opinion. Mm-hmm. If you don't like their opinion, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You have your opinion, you guys can discuss it. And maybe through conversation, we can find a, a level playing field that everybody can go, okay, I get that. Uh, I hear your opinion, I may not agree with it, but I hear it, right. you know. Um, but that's where things get developed, that's mm-hmm. how problems get solved. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, we see too much, we're gonna yell at each other and yell at each other and yell at each other right. and nobody's listening. Right. They're just, just the voices keep getting louder and right. louder and louder. Right. Um, and no progress takes place. Correct. You know, Chris, one thing that's that, that's probably what you see
1: on like TV mm-hmm. and stuff, right? When you have these news interviews and say it's, you know, whatever major news network and they've got a panel of like, you know, three or four people on there and two of them think one way and two of them think the other way. Well, they've only got three, four minutes to, to get their point across. So right. it just turns into right. a shouting match right. between each one. There's no way anything gets resolved in something like that. And I think right. that's why you've seen the growth of, of things like podcasts, like long form discussion, mm-hmm. because. We can sit here and have a talk with Leonard for an hour, you know, 55 minutes minus breaks, whatever it ends up being, and actually get through stuff and, and have a discussion rather than, no, I got four minutes, I have to get whatever my major right. point is out exactly. and, and, and move on, right. and, and so. And those people are also
0: being paid for an agenda. Right. Well, yeah. you know, they have to toe that line, they have to spit that, that verb, you know, and it, that, that's where an issue comes out too because then you start getting this, the, the fake reality you know the fake reality of things the misinformation um we we have to be real about stuff we have to talk if if you have a conflict between two people not everybody's an altar boy not everybody's you know Mm -hmm. the pope not everybody's this perfect person there's there was reality to it let's Mm -hmm. discuss the reality right um but sometimes people don't want to see that. They mm-hmm. they want to they they have what their perspective is, right. and they're not going to change that. Right. At least through what you're doing, you're providing a dialogue and a, a platform for people mm-hmm. to actually go. All right, well. Okay, I see his point. Mm-hmm. You know, I may not agree with it, but I see it.
2: Right. You know. Well, with that said, everybody has their own perspective based on what it is they see. Okay, citizens. They always whenever they see something happening, you know whatever they think about um, what they've seen before or what they heard before or what they're watching right now is all they know and that's what they see. However, law enforcement look at things from a bigger perspective. You know, we, we know what's going on in the entire city. You know, so there's things that people don't know that law enforcement actually knows. And when you, you I can't give information about specific incidents that happen when they happen. Okay, but if you can tell people about certain situations that they're encountering, the next time that situation happens to them, they won't be so one-sided about it because they will already be in their mind. They will be like, okay, well, before I act this way or before I say this, before I say that, let me go ahead and you know change my perspective, if you will, because you're looking at it from somebody else's eyes. And not only that, a lot of the people, a lot of stuff that's going on it happens to all races you know it's a lot of african-americans that have a lot of stuff that's going on and they feel a certain way about law enforcement well i'm african-american myself and i'm also a deputy whoa, sheriff whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah whoa. can't you tell can't when you tell so really so when i talk i'm talking you sh i i, I will hope that you will understand me and and yeah, trust in what it is that i'm saying you know what i'm saying and and it's not just and that's why you have to be careful to not take sides but to put information out there so everybody can understand and to be, be be common amongst people and not offend this person, not offend that person, but be truthful. If, it, if, it's, if, if you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, if you're right, you're right. So that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to get at.
0: Yeah, and you're talking about emotional intelligence, right. which is, uh, you know, EI is like a huge thing, uh, getting that emotional buy-in from people. Right. Um, and, and sometimes you're right, it is culturally, mm-hmm. you, know, um, you know. Obviously, you know my wife, my wife's a Hispanic. Um, and there's times where, when we first got together, I didn't understand certain things, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, her culture is different than my culture was right. growing up. Right, um, And so she would have to <laughs> explain it, you know, oh, well, this is why we do this, you mm-hmm. know, we're very family oriented, we're very this, we're very that. And I'd go, okay, like I always joke, I, I white people, <laughs> when we when we, good job son. Good yeah. job. There you go. You know, right. like her dad's like, come here, give me a hug, give me. I'll kiss you on the cheek. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, right. hey, what's going on? You know, I'm not. I'm not used to this. You're in my space now. You right. know, right. Uh, but Maria was like, no. This is how we. This is how we react. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I learned a lot about cultures through 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 our relationship. Right. Um. But you're right. You know, you talk about African American being African American. You do. You immediately have a connection that I won't in that in that community. Right. You know, um. And it means it has nothing to do with a, a
2: person's perspective. It just has to do with cultural how you were raised. And 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 I think a thing to piggyback off of that is, people, especially from the law enforcement side, you know, um, as far as officers or deputies or whatever they are, you get what you get. You know, they put out there on the streets, whatever race you are, whatever culture, whatever background right. you're from. So a lot of times people are culturally detached from the neighborhoods in which they're patrolling. Mm -hmm. So you don't really understand what's going on in that neighborhood. You just know, hey, this is what the law says, this is what I'm going to do. But you don't understand the way of life in that neighborhood Mm -hmm. or this neighborhood. And to be able to um, look at things and try to understand why, not just point the finger and and, and make people feel belittled and, and, you know, do what you have to do to get the job done, but also show people that you are trying to help out. You know, not that you're just out there on the streets just trying to clean up the streets or throw as many people in jail as possible. You know, there's a reason for what it is that you're doing, and this is why you're doing it. Are you suggesting
1: they should have some community engagement where they actually learn about the area that you're patrolling and trying to keep safe? Because I've seen that's where law enforcement officers that I've been around and, and have worked with have had the most success. When If you do... Get put in an area where maybe you're not you're not from, or you, like you're saying, you don't understand mm-hmm. the cultural stuff that goes on there. Mm-hmm. We'll learn about it, spend some time there, talk to people, understand how things are going, and, and right. why, and, and get to know the area mm-hmm. and the people in which you're serving, and that will help with with all of that. Right. And I think we see a lot of that too when you when you look at we've had incidences around here that could have gone really sideways really fast. You mm-hmm. know, whether between law enforcement and citizens, where we could have had riots or or just a, a massive I don't even want to say right some sort of demonstration happened but because of the community engagement between the the, the law enforcement officers or the the agency in whole mm-hmm. you know everybody kind of understood okay this and they were able to have that buy-in and talk and figure it out right when you look at a place like ferguson you know you have that incident and the reason that gets so bad is the law enforcement officers and the agency in the city had no teamwork they never mm-hmm. talked to each other they, they it was pretty much us first them right and and so and, and waiting the, uh, several
0: weeks to release the video right. was just bad right. decision-making.
1: Right. Well, yeah, but in that time and age, you know, that's when we first started learning that you have to start doing this stuff and you have to have the transparency. You have to get out in front of – you have to get out of it because then what happens is, okay, so I see it happen, and I tell Leonard what I saw, but it's changed a little bit, and then Leonard tells you what, what, it's what I told game. him. It's right, and, you tell, and by
2: the time you get to Jesse, it gets so much worse. Well, and not only that, while law enforcement was waiting – to put out the news to get the investigation correctly, there's people out there that's recording things right, and there's a whole nother you know source of information that's out there. you know everybody has a cell phone, so stuff is circulating out there, and opinions are being formed and whenever there's an opinion being formed and it goes against what the overall result is, then all of a sudden it's going to be a problem right you know, instead of just putting it out there right now, this is what's going on, this is what happened. Of course, you can't give the details about the investigation, but
1: as keep much it, as you can get open it, right. yes.
2: Yeah, but, you yeah. know, we, we not only see that, we also see it in, in age gaps,
0: too. I mean, I remember trying to talk to a guy when I was brand new, and a uh, brand new agent, and he was, um, he's like, could you send in an adult? And I was like, what? I am an adult. <laughs> nope. Can you send? I had to send Randy Holiday. You know, <laughs> he saw that gray in the beard, and he was like, ah, oh, finally a grown man. Yes. Come on in and sit down. Right. But, you know, his mentality was, what can you tell me right. about my life? Right. You're just a child. Yes. Right. You know, and, and that
2: we, we see a lot of that. We see, we see a lot of younger law enforcement officers being put out there to deal with grown people's stuff. Person that's young in the job, or it's just, no fault of their own. Yeah. But how are you going to tell somebody that's been married for 20 years how to deal with their right. messed up divorce or, or, their, or messed up relationship right. that's leading to a divorce? You know, how have, you going to deal with that? They have
1: 12, 13, 14-year-old you know? kids that are they're causing problems at home and you've got to. 23 year old cop telling them, hey, this right, is how you should parent them. Right, right, right. You know, right. and it's, yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's difficult. I mean, yeah, it's I think, very difficult. The, the the law enforcement officers I think that do the best have always been the ones that come in with some sort of life experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's, we have friends who, who started when they were 18, 19, and are phenomenal cops, supervisors, right. everything. Right, right. But the majority of them, you have to have some life experience
2: so that way you can relate. Right. And a lot of the a lot of the officers, of course, you know, they come from military backgrounds, from right. all type of different backgrounds, you know. And then of course you got the younger ones out there as well. Um, those are ones that have to be molded, if you will. That's why you have to have some experienced cops out there along with, you know, new cops. And you can't just put a young person out there and just, hey, go out here and handle this situation. Right. Go, go out there and handle it. They have to, to be properly trained. Yeah, go right. save the world. <laughs> you know, because all you know right now is just what the what the book says, what the statute says. That's all you really know. You don't really understand the circumstances behind that. Right. You know, and I think that right there is what people have a problem with because it's one thing to go out and enforce the law. You know, we can all do that. Okay. The law says this, that, you go and enforce that. However, the person that's on the other side of that have a situation. That's why every time you go and talk to someone, they're always talking and talking and talking because they gotta get what they need to say out. Right. You know, they need to explain why this happened or why she did this, why he did that, or why, you know, why I did this. And no one's listening. It's just put your hands behind your back, this and that. Now, don't get me wrong. If somebody do something and you need to go to jail, then by all means, I'm all about that. You do or you go on. You're taking a ride. That ain't that ain't it. But there are certain situations is what I'm talking about where I think we could be a little bit more transparent and a little more lenient and open.
0: Well, I think a lot of that comes with not, not treating them like um, – you're programming a computer, you mm-hmm. know, it, like a lot of people don't want to be treated like every every call is cookie cutter. Right. You know, we handle the same right. call every single way because every everybody wants to be treated as a human. Mm-hmm. And it's humanizing that aspect of, mm-hmm. hey, I get it. You do. You have a problem. I understand your problem. This is how I'm going to tell you to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But if you walk up and say, I get your problem. It's not my problem. You're going to do this, do this, do this. If you don't do it, that's your fault. People go, Well, you didn't really help me, Mm -hmm. you know, and they just want to, they want the humanized aspect of it, yeah. That's in the whole thing. I mean, we've
1: all been training officers, some of us were better than others. Leonard (laughs) can attest to that. (laughs) And uh,
2: you gonna let him say that about you,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, and we've all had the, the new officer who. You know, it goes to the, to the burglary, whether it's a residential burglary, vehicle burglary, and they're just, okay, well, I need to take pictures, I need to take prints. What time did you leave? When did you come back? What was missing? Fill this out. Mm-hmm. And they go to leave, and you're like, okay, do you understand what just happened to this person, though? This person was just violated, whether right. it was their car, especially right. if it was their house. Right. You spend some time and, and right. talk to them, let them know, you know, hey, here's what we can do to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll make sure we do some extra patrols, this stuff you can do in the future. You don't need to just be a robot and go in there and, all right, I need to make sure I have this paperwork filled out and this paperwork filled out, and now I'm going to go type my report, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think we, I don't say numb, but we get.
2: Right. Desensitized. Well, what what, what that is, a lot of times whenever we as law enforcement officers deal with citizens, it's normally when something bad happens. Right. They're going through something. Something devastating has took place, so they're not thinking correctly they're emotional right now they're caught up in whatever situation they're in so that you that alone is enough to 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 be difficult to deal with right you know so they're not receptive of what you're saying all they know is this just happened to me and you're here telling me this you need to give me this you need to give me that well you need to do this you need to do that rather than when this is over how am I gonna continue on with my life right you know and that's what I think people get caught up with and not just for that situation because every time we deal with a citizen that interaction is going to affect the next officer that that person runs across, and then the next one, and the next one, and that's how it starts. So if we can have a,
1: have a positive interaction, as best you can.
2: Correct. Because you're absolutely
1: right. I mean, the majority of interaction with law enforcement is negative, whether, like you said, somebody broke into your house, a loved mm-hmm. one got hurt, you got hurt. Well, I, I'll,
0: Hold on, let me combat that real quick. I'll combat that real quick. Only because most interaction with law enforcement that's bad is reactive right right the proactive stuff that we do is, is totally different mm-hmm. correct mm-hmm. but the majority though of
1: most people's interaction with law enforcement is going to be a reactive is aspect. reactive which makes it ne- or you know they you're getting stopped for because you were speeding. now it's your it's your damn fault it shouldn't have been speeding <laughs> but you know it's it, it's a negative aspect right and i think but what you're exactly what you're saying if you can turn that at least into some sort of a as positive as you can. Obviously, you're not right. gonna somebody's house just got broken into. You're not gonna walk out of there and it's gonna be sunshine and rainbows for them when right. you leave. Yeah, right.
2: because you know? right now, the way that it is is if somebody see the police lights on somewhere, they automatically think, "Oh my God, what's somebody do?" Or the police are out there messing with people. To, you know, they're harassing this person. They're doing this or doing that. Well, yeah. what if? Or they're they're on the Facebook group. What's going on in Suntry and 1? <laughs> Anybody know what's going <laughs> yeah, on there? Were two cops. Like what's going on? Why are they doing this? What's going on? But you know, they could be say stopping a car that just robbed a bank. Right. You know, they could be... Changing a flat tire. Changing a flat tire or they could be um, helping somebody that's sick in the car or, you know, anything. You, right. you just never know but that's just what the mind automatically goes to. It's a negative um, reaction every time you see the law enforcement engaged in doing something and that's kind of what I wanted to try to change or at least to help change. Yeah, see, I think, like, I agree with a large portion of that. I My, my
0: only thing i'll throw out there is 15 years ago i would say yeah most of the time you're dealing with law enforcement it's a reactive probably not a good meeting you know um today i think through the use of uh social media um law enforcement has kind of taken a new approach towards the positive interaction okay. um and i think we're starting to see a lot more of a change in 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 that mindset where because of the transparency because of the willingness of of law enforcement leaders throughout the country to be more transparent and to actually have uh, meetings where uh, community discussions are, are brought out. I think we're starting to see a little bit more of a, a mindset change. Um, now, I will say this. You're gonna probably look at what, how much of the community that actually is deals with law enforcement on a regular basis. Right. And that's the part where you're gonna have to put extra effort in. That's where PAL programs come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, doing some of these educational programs which they've been which they've been doing at community centers now, you know, helping people uh, be able to get their GEDs. But that's a partnership thing too. It's not only just law enforcement, but it's law enforcement working with other uh, networking groups whether right. it be, you know Keeper of Our Beautiful or only, I bring up Keeper of Our Beautiful only because uh, we had uh, uh, Bobbitt on the show and Bobbitt is now in charge of Keeper of Our Beautiful mm-hmm. um, and, you know, he does things where he's like, hey uh, it would be great if I could team up with whatever law enforcement agency to get this task done. Um, and those, th- through those networking, I think we're starting to see a little bit of an upswing um, in areas where maybe we didn't have the same touch before um, because of the connotations, because of the history also. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's hard. A lot of people base their dis- their perspective off of the incidents that happened in the past. Correct. So in order to change that, you have to create new incidents for their past. Right. Um, so through those positive activities is where people start to go all right well you know what yeah maybe my parents dealt with this or my grandparents dealt with that but not that's not what I've seen Mm -hmm. you know Um, it's not always officer friendly but it's because there's an even keel with that right you know but you know I can go on Facebook right now and probably go to 50 different agencies that are doing positive positive programs to try and benefit their community Um, and through that, I think we develop that connectivity, that um, that emotional buy-in from people that maybe we didn't get before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's putting the effort in, right. and, and the use of social media has been so great because instead of Leonard going and being able to meet with 15 people at a church or you know a local community or a pal program, now Leonard's able to reach thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people via social media mm-hmm. through doing video blogs uh, or us doing the podcast. Um, it makes us. We get the message out. One of the things that you, you brought up um, is when we do leave a scene, that person still has to sit there and deal with it. Yep. And when we had Renee on the show, when she was talking about her uh, how her daughter, uh, her death by suicide, um, you know, we go there, we help them deal with that initial thing, but right. then we leave. Right. And how do you continue on? How does that person uh, keep going on? And, and having that emotional connectivity when you go to a call um, and say, hey, I know this is a your house just got broken into this is terrible. You know, but we're gonna do everything we can. It at least makes them gives them that reassurance that we're doing our part on our end. Right. Um but it is about developing that connectivity and, and opening that door like you decided like you've decided
2: to do. Yeah. Um Well, along with that is just like you said, people they have circumstances that take place which lead them to live a certain type of lifestyle or which causes certain things to happen. And when law enforcement arrives, you can't fix a lifetime worth of problems and struggles in 15 20 minutes no so once that's done once you leave there's more problems and taking somebody to jail or or making somebody feel belittled it's only gonna make their situation even worse you know because initially if somebody calls in for help or for some type of assistance and law enforcement responds um, I think we should be able to give them that you know however if they don't need that or or if they like I said earlier if they need to go to jail or something like that then by all means that's what that's what happens but the impression that you leave on people I think will go a long way because I've seen it several times to where you respond to a situation you do what you gotta do to gain control of course you gotta come in hard to gain control once you gain control once it's all played down and everything is calmed down and you explain to things to people they tend to understand more at that point in time because they're thinking rationally okay but we have to act, be able to uh, be able and willing to do that, and not just point the finger, point the finger, point. And that's on both sides. Yeah, yeah, and that's I on think both sides.
0: We're also we're also at a different generation too, where this is the why generation. Why is this going on? Why did this happen? Can you explain this? Why, 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 why? And before, you know, when my grandpa started in law enforcement, I mean, you got to think he's been retired a minute now, and he did for 50, fifty years in right. the game. You know, fifty okay, years. Ago, that you, was, Using terminology just stop dude would you like me to speak more professionally like Uh, yeah i just want you to you know yeah okay 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 Okay. (laughs) uh
1: he's been he's been retired for a while and he spent 50 years doing the job yes he's been he's
0: been retired for a minute and uh you know Uh, what uh, chris you just stop he has he has no he has no sense of conversation Mm -hmm. he has no i know Mm -hmm. right how do you he guys successfully he, do this. Yeah, you this go It goes back and forth for every time. Every time. Yeah, every you, time. You know, this is yeah, this is our relationship, though. Mm-hmm. This is our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it, he knows I'm the alpha and he's the beta. And at the end, of the oh day. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's how everybody thinks this goes. <laughs> um, I am the big spoon, Chris. I am the big spoon. Okay, uh, <laughs> whatever makes you feel better, buddy. <laughs> um, but you know, getting back in the leadership mindset of things. Um, when you take a role like this, you you put yourself out there, but you put yourself out there, not only, I'm sure there's people in your family alone that would probably disagree with some of the things you say, and
2: uh, how how does that work? Well, there's different audiences, of course. You know, you're not gonna satisfy everybody. However, I I will share this with you. I've gotten people to say, that's good what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. You know what I'm saying, you're giving us a voice. You know, or you you enlighten me on this or that or whatever the case may be, um, and then I got people to, that worry about when I go to work, coming home, you know, and the, and the things that go on. Nobody really understands that, but the loved ones of a law enforcement officer, because you know what they deal with, and then you want that person to come home. So somebody that don't have anybody in their family or anything like that, they don't have that same connection. You know what I'm saying? So when you're when you're dealing with people like that, and the I
0: don't know you know I can tell you I relate a lot of things to uh, like, like uh, use cancer as an example people don't care about uh, a, a, like a, they may not get involved in a cancer program unless they have somebody who's been affected by cancer and they mm-hmm. go okay now I've seen this so now I right. want to participate in helping right. this Right, um, you know I, I see it a lot with dealing with St. Baldrick's um, you know, there's a lot of people that go, well, I've never had a child with cancer, right. but my friend had a nephew, and now I'm going to support this program. Um, and, like, you brought up the, the, the law enforcement ad- aspect of it. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, okay, I go to bed at night, and I know if something were to happen, I'm going to call 911 and police are going to show up. Right. You know, they don't really think about the the <laughs> connectivity to the family and right. uh, until you start to see some of these stories, what, what they're doing now. You're, they're humanizing the person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they they'll post videos where I mean there was recently one where um, a guy was killed a police officer was killed and he had three small children and yeah. they showed a picture of the wife and the three small children and all of a sudden everybody was kind of like uh, I, I get that mm-hmm. you know now that that's humanized to me it's not just another story in the news it's you know because most right. people they turn on the news they're like oh that's terrible in Washington this police officer was killed mm-hmm. you know but then you start to humanize it by showing the fact that this was, he was married, he had three kids, right. you know,
2: right. that, that could be you, that could, right. be, you know, that right. could be anybody. Right. Um, and that's another thing, just like you said, when you let people know that, hey, this person had a family, this person did this, this person did that, making them humanized, they can start to empathize with that and be like, okay, I kind of understand, which is the same thing about talking about certain situations that people have been into, you know, and they feel in a certain way, well, if you let them know, hey, I understand, hey, I, I, I you have a point there, you know, not that I agree with you or, or you were wrong or whatever, but you have a valid point. You have a concern there that, that needs to be addressed. I think people will deal with that a lot better and, and hold that better when they deal with law enforcement officers.
0: Well, everybody wants to feel like their voice is heard. That's correct. You know, Everybody wants to hear, feel like their voice was heard. And it, at the end of the day, if you go and you have an interaction where you, you didn't feel like your voice was heard, that's probably more upsetting than the, it, it becomes the totality of the circumstances. Not only was I a victim – But I feel like I've been victimized twice, you know, like now I'm not getting the help that I I thought I would. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's a big thing we we, we have to teach. That's that's the part of leadership that uh, a lot of people forget about. We have managers and we have leaders. Managers are very capable of running uh, any type of organization because they can go as long as they have these five people here, those five people are where they're supposed to be. We have this done, this done, this done, this done, it's done. Right, Check the boxes. Check the boxes, right. Right. but we haven't done anything to mentor or lead those people, or develop those people. And if you don't do it, then no matter what the job is, I mean, they could be working in you know customer service. If you don't develop your people, then they don't grow, and if they don't grow, then they're the same person four years from now as they were today. Mm-hmm. Um, but all part of that is teaching them how to have that empathy, the, those, those leadership theories, that um, attitude that I mean, I can tell you my mindset on burglaries changed when my car got burglarized. Right. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I will treat every, and I can tell you when Did my you car- you leave came. your car doors unlocked? <laughs> so let me get you there.
2: Because
0: I'm, I'm no longer married to that person, so I can say yes. I was at work and she left the car unlocked and came back and there was stuff missing. Um, car had been burglarized. Mm-hmm. And at first, my first reaction was, are you kidding me, you left the car unlocked? Like that's cardinal rule number one. You always lock your car. Yeah, like he's like, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so
1: sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. Yeah.
0: So and I'm like, so at first I was upset that that it had happened, and for a reason that I knew was so dumb, you know, leaving the car unlocked. Mm-hmm. Um, then the police officer that showed up walked up and goes, "Ah, eh, you know, we don't solve these very often." Right, and I knew right, the guy, right, right. and I was like, are, "Are you are you kidding me right now?" I was like, "Are you gonna dust? Are you what are you gonna do?" And he's like. Yeah, the car is wet. I guess I'd come back later, and I was like, "Oh, really? I will see you later." Mm-hmm. And I went to work, and within about three hours, I had figured out who had broken into all the cars in that neighborhood and two others. And um, I was like, "I guess they do get solved sometimes." You know, that was my mentality. But I thought, "I will never do that. I will never be that guy. I will never tell somebody mm-hmm. that that type of information." You know? sure,
1: well, that's like telling them there's nothing we can do for you. Right. Yeah. Right. You never tell somebody there's nothing we can do for you. There's always something you can point them in. They may not take the the initiative after you give them the information or point them in the direction or, or get them the services. But I just I always hate when somebody calls up and and, and somebody goes to a call or, or anything and you just go, eh, nothing we can do for you here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's something. Right. You know, even if it's not your department or something that you do with, you can get them in touch with the right, right. person.
2: And that situation is going to make people feel a certain way about the next time they call or the next time something happens. Or why am I going to call call law enforcement? They'll never do anything for me I'll just handle it myself, you Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And that's the thing. And that's why one of the positives is like, you know, we never talk about what agencies work for. We just talk about from an objective standpoint. Um, But you can see the differences between agencies now. Um, As you look across the country, you can see bad leadership and good leadership. I mean, look what's going on in New York City, you know. There's been a lot of bad stuff that's been going on in New York City. And it, it's getting national notice, you know. I mean, people are sitting back going, why, why is this happening, you know. Mm-hmm. Why, why aren't they doing something about this? To a point where, you know, people who are running agents – because it's national news. Yeah. So it, it affects Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, even though it's happening in New York. Yep. So now – because of bad leadership there, it's affecting good leadership in another area. To where now they have to take an even more proactive stance to say, "Hey, this isn't going to happen here because of this, 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 and this." Yeah, and it, but it, a bad case law or bad press in those situations they impact law enforcement all across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, developing these tra- this transparency and moving in a positive light to where uh, you know leaders all across this country are saying, you know. We're not just going to say this is how it is. Now we're going to say this is how it is and explain why. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we have to do that now. If we don't,
2: it continuously gets out of hand. Right. Yeah, I mean, things, it's going to be difficult, like I said earlier, satisfied on both sides. Absolutely. You know, law enforcement has a job to do, and by all means, we're going to do our job. But in doing so, there's a way that we can go about doing it. And there's a lot of situations that people feel like they were mistreated Mm -hmm. and not done fairly by the system. You know, and that's above our heads, but on a street level, if we can start to change the way people feel about law enforcement and about the way law enforcement feel about people, then maybe we can kind of coexist together and kind of minimize some of these national incidents like what's mm-hmm. going on in New York. We can minimize that. You mm-hmm. know, try to try to stop those from taking place, which is the whole goal of what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's difficult trying to satisfy everybody, but everyone's not going to be satisfied with what I'm doing. No, but yeah, if um, you can other people the gap. yeah every uh, other people are gonna they're gonna oh man thank you very much thank yeah. you or or you you jeopardizing what we're doing out here but I tell you this much other law enforcement officers that I work with that see what I do change the way they do their job sometimes
0: well you when you're I'm being, there you're being a leader you being whether it's way.
2: informal or formal you're being you're being a leader and the reason being is because some of the concerns some of the things that's being addressed so far when those situations take place it's in their mind already. Okay, what should I do here? Or maybe maybe I should take this type of approach. And that's the key. That's what I'm trying to do is to change the way people approach things.
0: And you're also you did time in the military, mm-hmm. um, so you have life experience coming right. into things. You know, you've gone through stuff in your life that you're able to utilize to to explain things to people. There's a lot of younger guys that I talk to, and when you ex- actually explain it to them from somebody's point of view, they're like, because they never had that experience right. before. Um, if you, if you have a kid and he's 22 years old, he's never been married, doesn't have any kids, he doesn't understand the problems that are involved in a marriage with children. And, right. and when you explain that to him, they're like, oh, I guess you right. My marriage with children. everything's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Roses, my wife is an
1: angel, my children are- Your wife phenomenal. is an angel, yeah. mainly yeah. because she- it Puts still up with me. Stays with you, yeah. Really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: My wife's blind and I cook really well. That's it. That's the only reason Maria stays with me. Uh, Jesse, I'm pretty sure you're in the same boat. Uh, he, just, he just started to cry. It's okay. Uh, uh, but, you know, taking that role as a leader, um, it's difficult sometimes um, because you're putting yourself out there can get noticed positively and negatively, right. depending on how you're doing things. Um you know, we do the podcast, and we try to bring out people like you, uh, like Renee, like Susan, all these people that have gone through things and are trying to turn it around or trying to use their experience as a, as a positive way of doing right. it. Um, because when we brought Sam on the show and we brought Susan on the show, people would have never thought that either of them had cleaned their lives up and were living positive lives now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Susan will tell you stories about – you know committing some pretty crazy crimes you know sam will tell you some stories about committing some pretty crazy stuff because of their addictions right the second that they got off their addictions if you were to talk to susan today you wouldn't ever no you wouldn't know that she had a past like that Mm -hmm. i mean extremely educated positive person um an overall just amazing human being Mm -hmm. um you would never know that was their past and you know I've gone and spoken uh, about drug education all over the, the state in different places. And one day I was speaking on uh, to this group of doctors and uh, about pain management and, and opiate abuse. And one lady was like, "Can I talk to you when we're done?" And I was like, "Yeah, you can talk to me." And so we walked outside, and she goes, "Yeah, I just want." As she's walking out, she's like, "I just want to get your business card so we can do this some other time." Okay, that's not really why I'm here. 25 years ago, I was a hardcore addict. One guy gave me a shot. I got clean this doctor hired me to basically be an office manager, and I've been clean and serene for 25 years. But I can't tell my story because I'll be judged. But Mm -hmm. I wanted you to know that there's not just one person out there. There's all these people out there who Mm -hmm. have gotten through it. Because on the law enforcement side of things, if we don't see somebody, we either think they're what? In prison or dead, Hmm. you know? So we don't actually get the follow-up. We don't get to hear the rest of the story. Um, And for those, those stories are what people need to hear, that there is that hope. That there is that positivity. That right. there are guys like you that are willing to sit down and have the conversation that may be awkward,
2: but it needs to be had. Yeah, and people also need to see people that look like them that actually stands up for them as well. I'll tell you that right now, you know. And that's just that's just for So Mike I stand up for short, fat, white guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I Italian uh, with two. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he you doesn't. Know, no. Um, but you're you, right. Because you, you if I was saying,
1: if I was trying to put, portray the same message you are. I would not reach the same community
2: that you right, will. Right, right, So, no, I get that. So, and it's not, and it's just not just for my community. It's it's for everybody. You right. know, this situation happens to white people, you know, to um, Spanish people. You know, it, it, it happens to everybody. But if you find yourself in this situation, that's what this is for, is to be able to give you a, a platform to speak your voice, to have other law enforcement officers hear what it is that you have to say. And not only that, to be educated on why this happened to you. Because if you did wrong, you need to know why you did wrong. Because a lot of people don't really understand why. They just know we said you can't do this or you broke the law or, you, you know, whatever that the case why may factor. be. Yes. Why? But this is why. Now you can go to jail and know why. So <laughs> the next time, <laughs> you won't get so upset. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's just the way it is.
0: No, and, you know, when we started doing the podcast, you know, we wanted to sit down and go, who would be good guests to come on and talk about? you know, different topics. Uh, and, and we try to be diverse as possible because we want to reach a different listening base. Every single show, mm-hmm. every single show, we want to li- reach a different listening base. Uh, that's why we do guests. And it's not just me and Chris bantering at each other, like two fools, which we could do for an hour. Oh, way past yes, an hour. You know? yeah. Well, um, you, you give me a lot of material. I do. So you know, I mean, be, it and, wouldn't be very and difficult. And as long as that tattoo's still on your arm, you give me a lot of material, hey, if my it's, friend. The Mulan dragon's still there. Did like you get
2: you that yourself? No, my daughter did that. No, okay. a look, at, look at okay. the dragon
0: on his arm, bro. Don't worry about. I don't it.
2: recall ever seeing that.
0: No, because that's the one where he I almost didn't have passed this out. That one we worked together. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah he almost passed got out during okay. that one. Just so you know, um, yeah, she turned five so <laughs> four years ago. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, we do the we do the podcast. It's to reach a different community. But like I said, when we bring Susan and people like that on here, mm-hmm. we don't want people to look at every addict that's on the street and go, and write them off, because. I look at the, con- the contributions Susan's given to the community, what Sam's done for the community. Um, Drew uh, has done awesome things. I mean, the guy helps recovery projects now. Yeah. You know, he does aftercare. These are all things that, I mean, people, I don't know what what addiction looks like uh, Drew does. So when Drew does aftercare, he's like, I, I know what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how I dealt with it. And that kind of knowledge that kind of base is is valuable you know I mean Chris can go around and he can now he can talk about having a boat you know he can connect <laughs> with boat owners
1: so what do you connect <laughs> with Buying just random crap that that sits in your your barn which the fact that you have a barn also bothers me
0: I don't have any you horses. know he texted me the other day
1: he texted me he goes hey some big machine came through my yard today and just cut up all the grass and it cut up a tire and my first response was yeah, that's a tractor. It's Second off, why do you have a tire just sitting in your yard? And third off, how do you not know it was a tractor? Why is it just some big metal <laughs> it, it machine? It wasn't a
0: tractor. It was like a thresher or something. I don't know. A thresher? I don't know. Is it was a, a shark just hanging out? <laughs> this is what I have to deal with. I don't know. I'm going to find out the name of that machine, and I'm going to send it to you. But it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yes, I do have a barn. No, I don't have any horses. And Maria won't let me have alpacas. <laughs> I really want alpacas. What? What? <laughs> God, she's got a brain. Because
1: Jesus Christ oh my God! I feel Jesus Christ what why, is that?
0: Why do you want Why would you want alpacas? Um,
2: and what are you going to do with it?
0: Yeah, uh, no, I want two alpacas, and I just what? want them to walk in the yard. Why? Because they're alpacas. Is there a reason? Yes. to want alpacas. <laughs> yeah, I want not normal. I yeah. want yeah. not normal. too, But I can't have those either. Marie will let me have one of those either. Hey,
1: well, because she's got a full grown one, she's got to <laughs> take care of. <laughs> but. An alp, an alpaca.
0: <laughs> yeah, not a full size llama. I want an alpaca. They're smaller, right? Because you don't want anything full size. No, so my, my whole family is right. is, a, is a petite family. So. <laughs> <laughs> small dogs, small family, small alpacas. Uh, <laughs> Jesus criminy. <laughs> uh, you said that twice now. I, know. I don't know uh, if I've ever heard that come out of your mouth. I'm old. You know? Oh, criminy. Oh, oh you darn kids! Just get in my head. yard! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we want to thank you for coming on today and talking with us. Um,
2: if you haven't tuned in, check it out. Um, go ahead and plug it. Yeah. it's um. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, through my eyes with Leonard Jones. And what I'm doing is creating a platform for people to come out and speak their voice and for have me and other law enforcement officers here and to start a dialogue about what's going on to try to change the world.
0: No, we're good with that. You know, we're uh, – we do it from this standpoint you do it from standpoint that's why we kind of did our little crossover today the crossover yeah. the crossover, not a collab and then, w- the co- then you make
1: an that's <laughs>
0: the x symbol it's a crossover man come on you <laughs> so have to deal with you know so leonard before you go i got to yeah. tell you chris spent about three months reading a book on boat lingo so now when he goes out to the sandbar he's like I oh like got some buoys out there yeah. you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> You really got a boat
1: now? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't follow my Facebook page? No, Team didn't. Cardinal needs I a boat? Man, it was I great. Didn't, I didn't even know about
2: it. <laughs> oh, well, see, there you go. But yeah, I follow you. <laughs> I know about it now. I Neither know did Nora I now. <laughs> I have a boat. I don't need it anymore. Let me tell you,
1: before we go, let me tell you a story about Leonard. So, I got a lot of funny stories. I don't think a lot of them are appropriate to tell. But one of them, him and I were riding together when he first started with us, when he used to work with us. And prior to, to being a law enforcement officer, Leonard was a cable guy up in North Florida. So Jacksonville. We go, okay, well, you know, I don't know if you want to throw out Duval. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so we get a call about a down power line out in some neighborhood. So, we're going out to it, and we get there, and it's across the road. I'm like, well, we're going to be here for a couple hours because we've got to wait for fp l to come out and, and get this power line. And Leonard gets out, and, and you got to understand Leonard, too. He's, he's Until you get to know him, I mean, this, he's talked a bunch here, but until you get to know him, he doesn't really talk a whole lot. It took about two weeks for him to start cracking jokes on me in the car. He looks at him, he's like it's not a power line, it's a cable line. I'm like, I don't care, dude, it's staying there. He's like, no, it's just a cable line, man. We can move it, we could be out of here. I'm like, dude, we are not touching that cable. <laughs> he's like, I got it. I'm like, no, don't go touch that cable. He's like, it would be all right, don't worry. He gets out of the car, and I'm just, so I call Nora and I said, well, I'm about to lose my job. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> why. I go, because the trainee's about to grab a power line, because he's convinced it's a cable line, he's going to throw it off the road. She's like, oh, all right. So he goes and grabs the, it ends up being a cable wire. He grabs it and starts shaking out in the middle of the road. (laughs) (laughs) And then chucks it to the side. He's like, I told you it's cable. Yeah,
2: just cut in half, get out of the rake. Now we can go. We didn't have to sit out there that much longer. Right. We were able to
1: go. Yeah, we saved about four hours, but still. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm surprised as soon as he started going like this, he just didn't
2: put it in reverse and go.
0: I was in the passenger seat. But I was just like, oh, no, this is, this is how it
2: ends. Right, this right. is how it ends. So many other ways I could have gotten fired, and this yeah, is going right. to be the one. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that I would like to say as well is whenever you have some type of um, knowledge or education um, or, or anything, a platform, you always have to give back. You have to give back to the people that you know and the people that you can help. Instead of just thinking about yourself and doing whatever it is that you're doing, help other people. And that's what I'm trying to do as well here. Uh, it, that's
0: what we're trying to do here. Well, most part. Yeah. Uh, I bring Chris out every that's now and then. definitely you guys go back and forth. Yeah. Right. I bring Chris out <laughs> and, you know, let him get out of the house every now and then. Nora mm-hmm. lets him come play for an hour. Uh, then she brings him back and has him wash the boat. Uh, but, you know, we do it because we want to try and better the community. Right. Um, that's our only purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get paid for it. You don't get paid for doing what you do. Nope. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting paid for if anybody wants yeah, to start giving us get, money. Yeah. I mean, I getting paid was always a good be, thing to do. Yeah, I'm not,
1: I'm not
2: opposed to it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <you're> <laughs> I said you mi- millions of yen, Chris. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Uh, Plus, you know of, what? When you're passionate of,
2: about doing something, pay doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know what, what i we, we talk so.
0: about it all the time. You know, we we come out here, we do this. You know, Jesse's good enough to sit down with us and help us out, even when he's tired after being at a football game all day yesterday. Gators. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even want to Either both those teams were terrible yesterday, but um I'm impressed that you know what football is. I I don't. I can't. Believe I you even don't knew even that was bad. Watch football. I, I can't
2: I, don't, believe. I watch hockey. Are we done?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't see what I, it, what I have to deal with.
0: <laughs> but ask if he can roller skate. I can't or roller ice skate. skate. I can ice skate. It's not pretty. I don't know how to stop. <laughs> I just keep going in a circle. Oh, but that was another thing you wanted to try. You tried joining the <laughs> hockey team for a day. Yeah, that was work. You could pretty much play goalie and was not. That was at it. it. I, I could stop the puck. I wasn't moving. When it was it was hit at you, <laughs> <laughs> but we want to thank everybody for tuning in again. Thank Leonard for coming out. Yeah, appreciate um, it. And like I said, tune into his page. Tune into our page, and thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Redbird, as always. And uh, we will see you in a few weeks.